Dr. Pizzolatto? So this is a 67-year-old female who now has a history of recurrent gist. She originally was diagnosed with gist 10 years ago, which we actually didn't know about. She had presented with an obstruction and subsequent small bowel resection. As far as she knew, she had a carcinoma of the small bowel. When she presented to us in July of 2005, she presented with abdominal pain, and a CT scan revealed a very large and homogeneous mass with multiple areas of cystic component in the left lobe, extending into the anterior segment of the right and caudate lobes, measuring 17.6 by 14 centimeters. And at that time, she was presented to our tour board, and most of us felt that it did make sense that this was a recurrent carcinoma, but rather something else going on. She had a biopsy, and of course, this revealed a gist, and then going back, it turns out that, of course, she had had a gist in the small bowel. She went on Gleevec starting in August of 05, and by May of 06, she really had achieved a maximal response. It stabilized in size to 11 by 7. Did it look any differently? It looked different, but the radiologists were kind of hesitant to call large changes after the initial shrinkage. In fact, at one point, they thought it was getting a little bit bigger, although on my review of the skin, it clearly showed differences that weren't consistent with growth but with stability. Did she have a PET CT? She did not have a PET CT. We've had a tremendous amount of difficulty getting PET scans for our patients with just... In July of 06, she underwent a resection, and this essentially revealed an entirely necrotic mass. In fact, the pathologist could not identify any viable cells. I should say that I presented this case to our tumor board, where everyone except for me felt that she did not need any more Gleevec. And at this time, the French data, I don't believe, was out yet. I tried to give her Gleevec, and she just didn't tolerate it like she tolerated it before. And in light of tumor board and the fact that she wasn't tolerating, and perhaps it was just too soon from surgery, I decided to stop it. And she did actually quite well. And I was going to leave it at that as a happy story until last week when I got a call that she presented to her primary doctor with some abdominal pains. And a CT scan shows a large mass subphrenic on the left as well as a recurrent tumor in her liver. Incidentally, following the CT scan, her symptoms resolved, and I elected to restart her on Gleevec. So, Brian, can you talk a little bit about the issue of imaging and treatment and what happens to tumors that are treated and how it changes on imaging, what you see pathologically? I mean, so the first major thing is that essentially resist criteria doesn't work all that well for GIST, and people like Bob Benjamin have been very strong in publishing and showing that it just doesn't apply, and everything that Chuck was talking about with sort of lack of progression actually being a very good Things. So I think what happens radiologically, from my understanding, is that we now recognize response is actually sort of darkening of the lesions on CT. They get sort of darker, and that actually corresponds pretty well to changes that you might see pathologically. So what happens when you treat GISTs at the pathologic levels? They get edematous. They get a lot of fibrous tissue in them and some necrosis sometimes, some inflammation. But I will say that pathologic response hasn't translated into any sort of clinical idea about what's going on. So even though you might see what somebody might think of as a complete response pathologically, we don't know what it means. It may be great. It may be not great. I mean, it's certainly not a bad thing, but my sense is that we just can't see the viable cells. They're there, and we can't see them. So she went 18 months, just about, you might predict. Which is about right, which falls right between that two- and three-year thing on a One point I wanted to bring up is that occasionally we see patients with isolated liver mets who don't have a history of GIST. GIST can present as a primary liver tumor. When you see that, 
It's in the small bowel, has been my experience. When you look very carefully, it'll be a duodenal-based gist. So it doesn't happen very commonly, but Chuck and I see all the weirdest (laughs) possible variations on gist in our practices. So I have seen that a few times. If this patient were to, quote-unquote, be resectable again, would that be worth doing? When I get patients like this, first of all, she has a very high chance of re-responding, so that's great news. And I would make her go an awfully long time without any other disease popping up. Because I don't think you're leading to more resistant clones that need to be removed surgically. I just think you want to give her a chance to show whether she's really unusual in terms of being relatively localized or not. But I'd be loath to ever do surgery again. But I mean, clinically, she has two masses, at least at this point. My guess is when they look in there, they'll see lots and lots of and that's exactly what happens. metastasis. That's usually the pattern in this kind of failure, that it looks like it might be two masses. When the surgeons go in there, they find teeny little metastasis. They'll come out and describe thousands. I have pictures that I show in my talks of the bowel just studded, it's coated with little metastasis, and I bet that's her situation.